Meet Casper. She's one of our two ginger rescues that share our home. 40% of our households have at least one pet cat, and all up, there's 1.2 million of them, and that's just the domestic ones. But here are some uncomfortable facts about our favourite pets. They're, of course, exceptionally good hunters. They like the thrill of the chase. They might have three litters a year. So they're an apex predator. It means that nothing else kills them or controls them unless humans do. Those cats are feeding off gourmet New Zealand native species. And they're also one of the only pests or predators that is a popular pet. And there is the problem. We hate rats, we hate possums, we hate stoats, but we just can't get our heads around killer cats in the wild. It's so contentious that cats were left off the list of pests in predator-free 2050. So we have to have that conversation about it. If we're going to ensure that our unique endangered wildlife doesn't become extinct. And it's not about being anti-cat. I'm Sharon Brett Kelly and today on The Detail we need to get real about the harm cats are doing in the wild before endangered species become extinct. Now, before all you cat owners get your claws out, this is not about culling your pets. It's about eradicating feral cats. But also looking at cat curfews for your moggy, tougher rules on microchipping and desexing, fencing it in at home and putting it in a harness if you're out walking. The damage that feral cats do across our landscape was a huge surprise to me. That's Jesse Morgan. Yep, daughter of Gareth Morgan, still not forgiven for his hardline stance on cats. Jesse heads Predator Free New Zealand Trust, and she's sticking her neck out on something that many others are thinking but just won't speak out on. My aunt and uncle always had cats, kind of semi-feral cats on their farm, and then they would also shoot a few, I guess, that they didn't want on their farm, etc. But I didn't really think of the impact of feral cats on our native species. And I think that's been a journey that I've been on. And I think the rest of New Zealand is also coming on that journey too in terms of understanding the impact that um, cats have in our ecosystems. Why are cats so tricky? Well... Cats are really interesting. We obviously introduced them here. The humans introduced them to New Zealand. So New Zealand has the highest cat ownership in the world. We love our cats and domestic cats have a, um, a really important role to play in our, in our lives as pets and companions. But in our native ecosystems, they're devastating. They're really highly skilled hunters. They kill regardless of hunger and our native species aren't equipped to deal with them. Our native species evolved on this wonderful island of New Zealand um, without any mammalian predators. So they are not equipped to deal with mammalian predators. They smell. Our, Our native species have quite a strong scent and their reflex when they are threatened is to freeze often. So for a mammalian predator, both those things are really helpful if you're going to be hunting one of our native species. But they probably are looking for things that are going to fill up their tummy in the first instance. And and then after that, when they're going for play, they chase things like our um, native geckos and skinks, and they eat, eat those, even though they're not particularly digestible for them. Your organisation, Predator Free New Zealand Trust, 
where do cats fit in there? Because, well, aren't rats a much bigger problem, rats and possums? Rats, possums and stoats are, are big problems in our landscapes too. But I think that um, as those things get controlled, their numbers come down with with the increase in predator control across the country. We uh, are seeing that community groups in particular are recognising that cats are undermining a lot of the work that they're doing. So community groups are investing all this time trapping possums and stoats and ferrets and rats, yet um, feral cats or, or dumped cats in their area are um, coming in and um, killing the native species that the exact native species that they're trying to save. I actually think cats are probably one of New Zealand's worst ecological problems because of the sheer number of them and the impact that a single cat can have. Rats are devastating because of their sheer number and um, density across the landscape, but but cats are highly skilled, highly trained hunters. So what, worse than rats and possums? Definitely, as an individual cat will do far more damage than an individual rat. And cats can be found from sea level up into our alpine areas. So we are fighting a bit of a battle here. What about the argument that cats are good because they kill the rats, they kill the other pests? Yes. So um, there's this fascinating piece of work done in Hawke's Bay People have this knowledge that cats control rabbit numbers, and actually it's the other way round. So when there's a rabbit boom, we see feral cat numbers go through the roof because food supply is plentiful. So if we control rabbit numbers, then the feral cat numbers actually come down because there's not as much easy food for them to get. Um, so keeping cats around to control other predators is a, is a bit of a false hope. And we also have very good ways of controlling rats and mice um, and other animals. So that if we are removing cats from a landscape, we can, we can also use some of those other tools to control rats and mice. The first I heard of just how devastating cats are in the wild was while camping at Aotea Great Barrier Island last month. There's a big new conservation project there called Tūmai Taonga that involves iwi, dock, Auckland Council and the community. The aim is to get rid of the feral cats and rats. And here's how big the problem is there. Just listen to the tally from an existing scheme on the island. 62,175 rats to end of December 2021. Wow. 409 cats, 207 pigs. Uh, in our early days, we did 301 goats, 26 magpies, and 163 wasps' nests. <laughs> huh. uh, and that is since when? Since 2000? We're one of the biggest land masses in New Zealand. It's free of stoats, possums, hedgehogs. Norway rats, deer and goats. We don't have any of those, so that's pretty unusual. Judy Gilbert has been running a pest management scheme at the jointly owned Windy Hill Sanctuary for more than two decades. She says rats cause carnage because of their huge numbers, but cats are also doing their bit. Well, they are one of the creatures that's obviously responsible for some eradication of some species. 
But it's interesting because I didn't realise they had such an impact on wetters. But as I told you this morning, we opened our first 40 cat guts, a ghastly, ghastly business, and found wetter legs in them. But I know down country when they've opened cat guts, the number of lizards they've found in some of the cats is just shocking. So they're eating our wetters. They really like our lizards. They will hammer any bird they can get to on the ground. They'll probably do eggs if there's ground nesting uh, birds. So that's what they're programmed to do, they're hunters. And they will go a long way to do that if they feel like it. We've had record of a cat here that was had a collar on that went from the Okiwi Basin all the way up to Hirakamata, the top where you were the other day, for black petrol chicks. So they'll move, especially big toms. The average cat that we catch is about 2.2 kg, so a reasonably small cat. We catch probably a fair number of kittens, but we catch pretty much an equal balance of sexes, which is really good because you don't you you want to be getting those females. But we've caught a few. We caught one 7 kg cat. That's massive, and I caught the first cat I actually caught and shot was 5 kg. How hard is it to, to trap a cat? Well, we basically, we have a, a whole grid of cat traps. I think we've got 160, 170 cat traps out, which are, are we sort of run them in, in relays, depending where they are. And we use uh, rabbits, cut-up rabbits for bait, and they just have to be checked every 24 hours. Um, apart from the traps, we've got 20 traps that, have, that are censored, so they send a message every morning as to whether they've got anything, and then they can be checked if, they've, if they're signalling that they've, they've, they're closed and they've got an animal in them. But the cats are just moving through, but like the pigs, they're just consistently moving through. So one of the problems for us with the longevity is we've kind of created a mega lure. So where you've got all these animals that are scenting animals, and you're keeping their numbers suppressed, you've got less scent, which means less competition, and you've got more food. So these animals just keep on coming in. And that's my big plea for the for the island, that this is a bottomless pit suppressing these animals. We urgently need to eradicate the cats and the rats off this island for, for it to really make a significant difference as a biodiversity arc. Eradicate the cats. Are you talking about all cats? Eradicate means every last one. Otherwise, you're talking about suppression or management. But you're talking about feral cats or cats across the board? No, I'm talking about feral cats, and backing that up would have to be a, an agreement with community about domestic cats. I think there are some concessions to be had on a on an inhabited island, and so there's a personal view that I would ex- accept as part of the, the policy for the island on cats that people can have a pet cat, but it has to be spayed and neutered. Spayed yeah. and neutered, but, but then how do you control it? I mean, how do you stop a cat from roaming and hunting? Well, a lot of people here have a cat, it's not just the company, but also to keep the rats down around their houses. So once we've eradicated the rats, a lot of people won't won't need a cat. I think that the numbers would probably get reasonably small in terms of people who did decide they wanted to keep a cat here. I mean, people appreciate 
that they do kill things. Um, and so I think you'd have a bit, a little bit of carnage, but I think that that could be tolerable uh, from a smallish number of companion cats. Mm. That's a concession. What do you think of the regulations around cats? I mean, dogs dogs are much more tightly controlled. It's a tricky one. I mean, I would like to think that if people own a pet, they have to keep it on their own property. For example, my dogs like to go hunting, so I have an electric wire that goes completely around quite sort of probably around a half an acre, and they wear a little collar, and if they go over that line, they get a wee zap. So that's how I keep my dogs at home. But you can't do that with a cat. Well, you probably could actually, but people would think that was cruel. I just don't think, in all honesty, people can control their cats. You can't. I mean, one of the things that's horrendous is seeing people get off the boat in the plane here with their cats. It drives me spare. Um, Well, people actually bring their cats on holiday. uh, Yes, they do. So it's just nuts. And, of course, they they go feral. Just not a lot, but a few. You know, Mm. time to go, can't find the cat, gone. Uh, I mean, I'd like to think that we close barrier down for visitors bringing their cats. But we, ha- if you have a cat, like I said, it's got to be spayed or neutered. So if it does go bush, it can't breed. Mm. So it'll die out. These animals don't live all that long in bush conditions. If they've been a domestic cat and they've suddenly got to find all their food, they're probably not used to being wet and out in the bush and not able to find shelter, all that sort of hoo-ha mm-hmm. What's your dream, Judy? What what do you want to achieve? Do you, and and do you think this new project will to my Tonga will it get there? Uh, well, to my Tonga will be another advocacy uh, to the community about what can be achieved um, if we suppress the pests, just like we are and and Glenfern Sanctuary is and Motukaikura. but. In the analysis of the data from all over New Zealand, we are only just making a tiny bit of difference to the biodiversity. So my dream for barrier is we don't have rats or mice. We don't have feral cats. My concession would be we would allow some feral pigs because that's a food source, and who knows what's going to happen to the planet. We may well need that food source. And again, it's a, it's, a, it's a passion that's held strongly by some people in our community. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we manage the pigs in the sanctuary and we eat that pork. It's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> so my dream, my dream is for a pest-free idea. By 2050, every single part of New Zealand will be completely free of rats, stoats, and possums. Remember former Prime Minister John Key in 2016 launching Predator Free 2050? This is the most ambitious conservation project attempted anywhere in the world. If cats are such a big problem, why are they not part of the Predator Free 2050 campaign? Too contentious. Just too contentious. You know, you talked this morning about some of the radical reactions that cat lovers have. I mean, in New Zealand, I think we've, we're let off pretty lightly in that quarter. I think in order to get Predator Free 2050 off the ground, they've eliminated 
a contentious pest and companion animal. What do you think of that? Because clearly they're a problem in the wild. <sighs> Sometimes you have to pick your battles, gal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's disappointing, but they'll come in at another time. We don't know exact numbers of feral cats, but we do know they're in the millions and rising. Something Tamsin Orr Walker of Care Conservation Trust discovered when she went to check on a once thriving population of the birds at Nelson Lakes. And we found that population had crashed by almost 80%. We had lots of discussions at that stage as to you know, what may have happened to those birds because it was a real shock for everyone. We, it was completely the opposite of what we were expecting. So from 2011 onwards, we uh, put cameras on the uh, inside and the outside of all the remaining nest cavities. And of course, the, the first lot of footage that we pulled in, so you go back up to the nest sites, um, download the SD cards and review all the footage, we were finding that there was just constant invasion of these nests um, by pretty much everything, so rats and possums and stoats. And then, of course, we started over the years seeing invasion of feral cats into that area as well. The study that we're doing now in Nelson Lakes, because, of course, we put the Celium Trap Network up there to do live capturing of um, large predators, so that's particularly targeting feral cats and possums Um, and the reason we have to use live capture traps rather than kill traps is because anything a a possum or a cat can get into a kia can get into as well when those traps are triggered and it sends a signal to the person who's monitoring them which in this case is department of conservation in st arnard Mm. um, and then they um, send their staff out to check those traps and if a key is in the trap um, which fortunately it hasn't actually happened at this stage they're just released um, so obviously someone has to get to that trap very very quickly you know to make sure that whatever's in there is is dealt with either released if they're a key or and euthanized humanely if it's um, a cat or a possum. In the last few days working on this podcast there are just people who won't go on the record who are involved either in trapping or conservation like you yeah. who just won't go on the record because they're mm. afraid of the threats, the reaction of people. And I think that's a lot of the problem. It's a very emotional issue, but I actually don't think it really needs to be and it's been identified you know, globally actually is a real problem. We actually have to do something about it. So we have to have that conversation about it if we're going to ensure that our unique endangered wildlife doesn't become extinct. And it's not about being anti-cat. This is about just being pro um, having our diversity of wildlife here in New Zealand. Is it about getting rid of cats altogether? And that sort of takes us back to the Gareth Morgan debate, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, uh, you know, I had a cat. She died, you know, a few years ago. She was 21. I have dogs as well, and I'm expected to control my dogs um, so that they don't go out and kill absolutely protected wildlife. And that's how it should be. So um, I think we just have to have that conversation now that it's time to put the same sort of legislation and um, responsibilities on cat owners as there are on dog owners. And, you know, that to me um, would be cats are registered 
um, contained, spayed and neutered as per dog Mm. regulations. Dogs you can keep in a fenced area, cats you can't. Well, there's actually been some fantastic stuff out there. You know, these great things that can clip onto the top of fences that roll so when your cat jumps up, they spin and, you know, they fall back into the yard. You know, I've got friends who have cats who are conservationists as well who have them in outdoor caged areas and those cats are raised in those areas and that's completely normal for them. Or they walk them on a harness. Is the government doing enough to tackle this? Because it's about people, isn't it? It's about the emotion that we attach to cats. It's about our love affair with cats. Well, I I think it's probably a a tricky subject for the government. Votes come from people, Mm. (laughs) obviously. (laughs) And, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, people who might see this as an attack on their, on tiddles at home. So it needs to be taken away from that. But, uh, yeah, government's got to be brave enough to, to sit up and go, actually, no, we need to change the legislation. We definitely need more leadership from central government and from those government agencies around cats. What what does responsible cat ownership look like? What should we be doing to feral cats? Investing investing effort and research into into feral cats so we've got the tools and and um, knowledge to be able to um, get rid of them from those ecologically sensitive areas. If Gareth was saying the same thing now, do you think he would get a better reception? He'd probably find some way to make it controversial, to be <laughs> honest. But, um, but um, yes, I do. Th- I think there's a lot of people that are, that agree, um, and they understand now the impact that feral cats and wandering cats are having um, on our native species. And and also in that time, our biodiversity has been increasingly kind of coming into our city. So I'm, I'm, I live in Wellington, we've got Zealandia um, here, and we're just seeing the overflow of native species into our backyards. The other day someone said to me that their cat brought home a, um, a saddleback, a tear keg, right? They mm. haven't bred in mainland for over 100 years, a breeding in Wellington and public reserve, and a cat catches one, a domestic cat, and it's, it's very confronting to cat owners that their cats are impacting our um, native species. And is it time now for cats to be included in predator-free 2050? Is it time for them to be on the list as well? I I think we definitely need to be having that conversation. I think feral cats could definitely be included in the 2050 strategy. I think the majority of New Zealanders don't have any issue with us controlling feral, feral cats. And I think including them in the 2050 strategy in time. Um, are we there yet? Maybe not right at the moment, but we're getting, we're getting close. I think the maturity of New Zealanders' opinion um, around that is, has really changed. We've run out of time to cover everything about cats, but there's one last plea from conservation groups. To the unregulated, growing number of community groups running the trap, neuter, return programmes for feral cats, stop. They are so feral that they cannot be tamed. You'll get feline AIDS in those populations. You know, cats are the one carrier of toxoplasmosis. Some have been caught up and rehomed, which is great. But um, to actually then support 
re-releasing those animals back out that can't be rehomed is absolutely criminal. That's it for today. I'm Sharon Brett Kelly. The detail is public interest journalism funded by NZ On Air and is a joint newsroom RNZ production. You can download us free to your mobile phone every day on any podcast platform. Thanks to Jesse Morgan, Judy Gilbert, and Tamson or Walker. This episode was engineered by Jeremy Ansell. It was the last one produced by the very fabulous Alexia Russell. Now Sarah Robson is taking over. Kakite ano.